Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. I'm your host, Todd Burrows. I will be joined any minute by the mauler. And uh, it's hard to believe that we're already six weeks into the football season. It's going so fast. Um, Very interesting week. So we're going to go through uh, roster construction, some of the different ways that we can possibly do it. And um, you can find me and the podcast on iTunes. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Todd, T-O-D, from F-R-O-M-P-A, uh, Todd from P-A. And if you follow me and let me know you saw the podcast or listened to the podcast, I will certainly follow you back and thank you for doing it. Um, anyone who likes the podcast and wants to help us out, you can subscribe on iTunes and rate the podcast um, And anytime you have any questions, feel free to contact me. Although, um, to be fair, uh, I will answer who should I start questions, but it's not my favorite thing to do. Um, But I digress, and now it's time to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, the Motown Mauler. How you doing, Mauler? I'm doing good. Looking excited, uh, excited for another week of NFL. You know, we don't have much right now going on as in the fantasy world, in the DFS world. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to our uh, our pod this week and seeing what we can accomplish in our week six lineups. Yep, it's a very interesting week. It's a more straightforward week than some, I think. Um, the high-priced running backs are going to be very popular. Um, you're going to have the New Orleans game and the Car- you know with Carolina in Coors Field of the NFL the in New Orleans is going to be very popular, uh, but it's been priced up. So it's going to be interesting to see which way they that we go. I've gone in a couple main directions with my lineup, trying to be a little contrarian. So it's always a nice puzzle to see how you and I are going to put things together, Mahler. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've been doing well. Uh, this year, we, you know, we had a, a nice big hit last year, and we've done well cashing uh, most of our our lineups this year. So, you know, we always say two brains is better than one, and uh, you know, we can usually, you know, just talk to each other, give our pros and cons, and we usually come to a pretty solid consensus. Yep, and to as I mentioned every week. <clears throat> In the old days, we would make a full lineup and we would play it together, but with the new rules on DraftKings, we make the lineup, we leave the flex position open, and then Mauler and I make sure that we are not playing the exact same lineup, and that, I think, is a good thing. We want to be on the right side of the DraftKings laws. 
even if other people might not be, because it's the little guys like us, Mauler, that would get punished. On we go. It's your week to do the quarterbacks first. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what you're going to come up with, because um, I, I thought originally I'd be able to narrow it down to three or four guys easily, but it's been a struggle for me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see who you like. Well, uh, to start off, I like uh, a few top guys uh, going against poor pass defenses. I like Russell Wilson uh, at home against Atlanta. Um, I think he's in a good position. We talked about the track meet that should happen in New Orleans, so I think um, you know it would be wrong of us not to mention Cam Newton and, and Drew Brees. Uh, those guys are at the top of the price list, and uh, I like them. Um, the cornerback, top cornerback for the Rams is out, so I do like Matthew Stafford. But the guy I'm looking at and is at the top of my list is uh, none other than Brock Osweiler. Interesting, interesting. <clears throat> well, you know, again, like I mentioned, I got down to five or six people. Um, typically what I tend to do when things get tight is I like to narrow it down to guys, you know, push comes to shove. If guys are even weight, I like to go with the home quarterback. Um, if you follow Chris Raybon or if you follow Jonathan Bales, as I have, there's definitely advantage to home quarterbacks. And then all things being equal, uh, the difference between quarterbacks most weeks isn't huge. I, I, I prefer to pay down if there's good guys there. Um, so I'm going to go a, a little more in depth on the QBs. I think Tom Brady is a nice pivot off of Breeze and Newton. Um, the difficulty with both Breeze and Brady is picking who you're going to pair them with because they've got so many targets and they split it up which takes me off of both of them for the most part. Russell Wilson was the guy I was really interested early in the week, um, but there's some weather concerns out there, but uh, I definitely will have some Russell Wilson. Um, Cam Newton, just going to throw this out there. If in the lineups that I'm going to play Cam Newton, I am going to max him with, uh, match him with Ted Ginn. Uh, Ginn has that ability to go off once or twice a year, and everyone else is – very expensive by DraftKings this week in this game. There's no bargains for the most part. I'm not going to do the Fleener thing. Um, so I like the Ted Ginn, Cam Newton stack if you're going that way. Um, I like Bortles, but I took him off because he's a road guy. Stafford is someone who is very interesting to me. I will tell you why. He's probably out of the lower price guys, my number one guy. Reason being, he's home. He's on a roll with Matt Jones. It's a um, um, Jones, uh, Marvin Jones. It's an easier way to pair him. And the Rams are incredibly beat up on the defensive end, um, which really is why it put me up. Another home quarterback I like is Marcus Mariota playing an awful Cleveland team, but I think the best way to get that, I'll have some, but the best way to get that game might be through his running back. Um, I like Dak Prescott, even though he's on the road. Uh, reason being is that Green Bay has been great against defending the run, 
And if they, if Green Bay scores points and Ezekiel Elliott gets slowed up and Dak has to do more than he normally does, uh, a lot of people are on Alex Smith. I'm not one of them. I just, I'm just not going there. I very much like your Brock Osweiler pick. I have no problem going forward with him um, in, in matching him, hopefully, with Fuller and maybe even the Texans' defense and try and get a nice double dip. Um, another guy at that price point I like a lot is Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod is home. He's playing a bad defense. He's playing up in pace. Tyrod Taylor is a guy that I like a bit. And my dart throw of the week, and I know I'm mentioning a lot of guys smaller, but boomer bust Colin Kaepernick. And here's my thought behind it. Um, Kaepernick is going to have a pretty good floor because of his legs. Look at the running numbers that Blaine Gabbard has. I keep hearing that Colin Kaepernick is not looking good in practice, this and that. I think he raises his own you know, his own floor by his running ability. And who are you going to pick in that zone read? Are you going to are you going to try and stop Hyde or are you going to try and stop Kaepernick? I think it helps both of them. And my sneakiest stack of the week is Kaepernick with Hyde. And in case he doesn't pass the ball well, I think both of them could have a hundred yard game running the ball. Um, those are my guys, Mauler, but I am perfectly content to go with Osweiler if that's your favorite guy. Yeah, that sounds good. I like the idea that you threw out about Kaepernick, though. I think that's a very, you know, different way to look at it than most people. You know, well, he might not pass the ball well, less, uh, you know, less fade him. But, yeah, you, you know, you get 100 yards rushing and a touchdown, that's uh, – you know, half of the points that most of the top quarterbacks are going to have right there. So I think that, that you know, that's 19 great, points. Yeah. And that's a great way to that think before, about and then, if he, and then if he throws the ball for only 125 yards, you know, but again, it's, it's a very risky play and, you know, he could just be awful, completely awful. But if you look at it and you say, okay, maybe he doesn't get a hundred yards rushing, but he, you know, Gabbard's been averaging 40 or 50, I mean, if he gets 80 yards rushing, throws for 200, and gets one passing touchdown and no running touchdowns, you know, that's 4 to 12, you know, you're, you're, you're already at 22 points. So, yeah, he could throw some picks. And, and, and like I said, he is, uh, he is definitely a, a guy who is risky. But the fact that everyone is just poo-pooing him, I think, is ridiculous. Um, and one thing we do know, if they do win this game, we know he's going to be able to do the kneel down, right? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 unfortunately, we don't get any points for that. But, um, yeah, I'm good with Osweiler or yeah. uh, Kaepernick. So if you want to flip a coin, be my guest. Uh, I'll leave it up to you. Ooh, flipping a coin. I like that idea. Hold on a second. Uh, I'm going to let the mauler call it in the air. Tails. Heads, it's Osweiler. All right. Okie doke. Um, I will take us through the running backs. As I've mentioned, this is a week where there's just so many high-priced running backs in amazing spots. It's kind of ridiculous. The chalkiest is probably going to be Le'Veon Bell. 
7,900 on the road against Miami. Right now I've got a, a, a lot of Bell in my lineups, but I'm going to reduce it. I just He's so chalky, and there's so many other good running backs. I love DeMarco Murray this week. Cleveland is atrocious against the run. You know, the one fear that I've heard from the experts I've listened to this week is that, well, they might pull him back. You know, I don't think you can count on that. I think you have to look at the, the workload he's been getting, and until he stops getting it, you, you ride him and expect that. Um, he gets pass catching. He gets goal line. Um, I, I just think he's probably the best play of the week. Um, a guy I've had every week, I always start out with about 20% of them and end up with 10 and then kick myself for not trusting myself is LaShawn McCoy. They're playing up in pace this week. LaShawn McCoy is another one of these guys who's just getting sick volume. He's getting it on the ground, in the air, and the goal line. Um, Kristen Michael is a very good choice. Lamar Miller, I, I, I have a lineup with Osweiler, Miller, and Fuller, but I don't know that I would put him in this lineup like that. Um, probably my favorite running back of the week, the guy who will probably be in most of my lineups is Jordan Howard. Um, he's home. The Jags are a pretty good defense, but, again, Howard's getting a great workload. Mark Ingram, another good choice. Probably going to be one of the lower-owned people out of that Carolina-New Orleans game. And then one of my favorite guys on the week is Carlos Hyde, 5,100. I think that Hyde is, you know, is just stunningly good. Kaepernick is going to take pressure off him. He's a way to differentiate yourself. Most people who are differentiating themselves are going to do it with Miller because they get the, the night game, the hammer. Uh, and I'm, I got plenty of Miller, but that's um, I really like uh, Carlos Hyde. Ryan Matthews is a guy that no one's talking about. Washington is awful. People are worried about his workload, but he's 4,900. And if you put Hyde, if you, if you avoid the top guys and go with Matthews and Hyde and Howard uh, or even Michael, even though that's getting up there a little bit in price, you certainly um, – are going to be able to spend more on receiver than most people. Most of the lineup construction this week is going to have three expensive running backs, I think. Uh, Washington from Oakland at 4,200 if you want to go cheap. James White at 4,100 has to be considered. And let's see, is there anyone else that I trust? Really, no one else that I'm seeing. So, Mauler, your thoughts on the running back position? Yeah, you pretty much hit um, most of the guys that I'm on as well. Um, you know, I, I love the Carlos Hyde idea at 5,100. My 1A and 1B are Le'Veon and DeMarco Murray, of course. Then I really like LaShawn McCoy, very close behind them. Um, love the idea of Jordan Howard with all the touches he's getting. Um, and he's, he's effective with them, you know, and, and that's the thing. You can get all the touches in the world, but if you're not effective, it doesn't matter. So I love Jordan Howard, um, a cheap guy that um, I'm going to mention that you didn't, um, you know, just because I'm a, a home guy and he just signed and is going to get a lot of carries this week, it looks like, because Riddick is out, and that's Justin Forsett. Um, so, you know, those are the guys. 
I like the Hyde play. Like you said, he's going to take a lot of pressure off Kaepernick. And, uh, you know, he's just been amazing all year. But uh, 1A and 1B is Bell and Murray with LaShawn McCoy right behind them for me. All right. So um, what I thought we might do is um, go to the old JM to win rule. And what that is, is we go to the lowest price guys that we're comfortable with. We build the rest of our team, and then we see where we're at. All right. Because we, we, we all agree we, we, we like Bell, we like Murray, we like McCoy. But um, we also, you know, Jordan Howard and Hyde are both guys that we feel comfortable with. Um, if you're going to have a third guy, the one guy that just has to be in the lineup, um, is it M- um, Bell or Murray? Well, I guess for me, wow, I'm, man, that is. Hold on, let me that... let me give you some more info. Let's let's look at the ownership positions that are projected. I that think might, be uh, that too. What's that? I imagine they're going to be close in ownership as well. Yeah, let's take a look. You know, we're also giving people ways to uh, ways. You know that that same thing. You know, this is this is how you. Uh, right now, Le'Veon Bell's at thirty-three percent to twenty-nine point five. Howard at twenty-one point five. Murray at nineteen fifty on one site. Um. Hides all the way down at 9.5. Now let's go to my other source. And we'll take a quick look. Why are you not coming up? Dang you. All right. Projected ownership at running back. Uh, Bell, 31 to 40. McCoy, 26 to 30. Howard, 17 to 20. Murray, 17 to 20. So based on this, Murray is going to be significantly lower owned, and we save 200 bucks. And that doesn't yeah. mean we're not going to go up later, but why don't we stick Murray in for now? Yeah. And let you go through who your favorite wide receivers are well we, we talked about um pairing fuller with Osweiler. yeah i also that, like oh go ahead yeah I'm, I'm gonna pop him in that leaves us too if you're on osweiler i also like hopkins but like todd mentioned you can double dip with the houston defense and special teams you also save money with fuller um you know quite a bit of money and I'm guessing as far as that stack goes, Fuller will be lower owned in that stack than Hopkins. So I think that's a good idea. Um, Antonio Brown's always a good play, but Lord have mercy, 10000 is a lot of money to spend on a wide receiver. Um, yeah, that, that would leave so us like, 3400 left for the other wide receiver and tight end. Yeah, and there's, you know, just nothing you can really do there. Um, I like a lot of low price guys. I think Amari Cooper is going to be a sneaky play. It sounds like Peters is going to roll over and hold Crabtree. So I think Cooper could be a sneaky play. Um, other than that, you know, I'm really, really on the lower price guy. 
Um, there's some guys in the middle where if you're playing Wilson, you can you can uh, pair him with Baldwin at 6,500. Jordan Matthews, I don't think, is a terrible play at 6,700. I think Jeremy Macklin is a really good play at 6,300. Um, but I'm looking at uh, some guys near the bottom. I'm looking at Cameron Meredith. I think he's uh, 4,100. I'm looking at uh, Aiken. Um, we've gotten news that Steve Smith and even Mike Wallace could be out this week. So I'm liking um, the Ravens receivers at cheap, which is uh, Brashard Perryman and uh, Kamar Aiken down there at a low price. Um, I like Golden Tate at 4,400. I think he's a very sneaky play. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, we have no idea who's ever going to get the targets for New Orleans, but I like Michael Thomas at, at 4,300 nonetheless. Um, like I said, Meredith at 41. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, the, the the Baltimore guys, if you're looking to save money, um, use it elsewhere, pay up for the running backs. Uh, I really like those guys who will be filling in in Baltimore this weekend. All right. Um, just doing a full uh, position thing. I agree on Antonio Brown uh, and Beckham. I've got one or two shares of each of them. Uh, just in case where I built lineups around those lower-priced running backs I talked about. Um, I think Kelvin Benjamin is a fantastic play, but he's 8,100. Allen Robinson at 7,800 um, I think is a very good play. I'm off of Hilton because he's on the road, but he's going to be fairly popular Yet the New Orleans guys, I really like Amari Cooper, but the the fact that they're going to have wind out there is going to lower my ownership. I like Marvin Jones a lot. I mean, I just think that he and Stafford have just this great chemistry, and the Rams are beat up. Um, Jarvis Landry in a bounce-back spot I like quite a bit. I think he's going to go uh, under-owned compared to what he his normal floor will be. Uh, Doug Baldwin, I'm very high on, but again, the wind out there, um, it's not going to be as bad in Seattle, so I'm not going to lower my shares of Baldwin too bad. Uh, a guy I really like, he's a little more than I'd want to pay for him, is Terrell Pryor at 6100 I think that Tennessee is much better against the run than the pass. Joel Batonio got hurt. My boy Crowell, I don't think, is going to have as good of a day. And Pryor was the nuts, supposedly, two weeks ago. Yeah, he's up 1,500 or so. But, um, I mean, he's just getting a load of targets. And if they're behind in this game like I think they will, I mean, he could even play quarterback. Macklin I like, but again, the weather out there um, has got me down on him a little bit. I didn't know about your Baltimore guys, so I'm definitely interested in Aiken. Um, another low price guy, um, Meredith is going to be the chalk. I mean, 31 to 40% projected ownership. Uh, I'm just going to pivot. You know, I'll have some of them, but I'll pivot. Uh, Ted Ginn, I mentioned, I'll have a little bit. I think Tavon Austin is a nice play, another guy who just gets a lot of use. Um, Detroit's defense is awful, 3,900. I mean, I don't know how you don't play some Tavon Austin if you're doing multi-lineups. My sneakiest guy, though, is Pierre Garçon. 
he is getting the most wide receiver targets of anyone on the Redskins. Um, he is also, you know, a lot of people are going to go to Crowder because Crowder gets more uh, red zone looks than Garcon. But uh, with Jordan Reed out, that's 10, 11 targets a game. I don't think those are all going to go to whoever else is playing tight end. And with Garcon getting the most targets there, uh, I don't expect them to be able to run on Philly. Uh, for $3,800, if you want to differentiate yourself and still have a pretty good floor, I think Pierre Garcon is an excellent choice. And my sneakiest guy, my dart throw of the week, if you want to match him with Kaepernick, is Torrey Smith. Um, Gabbert just never threw the ball down the field, and Kaepernick does. And Torrey Smith could get behind the defense once or twice. If he does it once at $3,300, he's paid for himself. So that's my dart throw of the week. I won't have a ton of them. Uh, Mahler, what are your thoughts on some of the guys that we covered? Well, I, uh, I mean, you you snuck in a few that I missed. Um, I like the idea of uh, pairing Tory with Kaepernick. Uh, like you said, you know, he's a deep ball threat, and uh, basically that's it. But when Kaepernick was, uh, you know, quarterbacking in San Francisco, he did try to throw the ball. Um, and was successful on some occasions doing it deep to Tory. Um, so, I mean, we're probably looking to pay down at receiver anyway with what we've got going so far. Um, but the one, uh, guy yeah. that, the, the one guy that you mentioned that really interests me, hold on, I want to look up some news. You know, Aiken just played amazing. And I want to see for sure, you know, everyone that I'm talking to is kind of, you know, they all drafted Aiken in the eighth round, a lot of the experts in the MFL 10s. I didn't. And now if Wallace is also, let's see, practice fully, should be fine. So it looks like Wallace will be okay. Let's see the last news on Aiken. And I think what we should do is go through the tight ends and, and, and plot that and then we can kind of look at who we like as it relates to uh, the last two wide receiver spots. How's that sound? Yeah, I think that that works out good. All right, so um, I'll take us through the tight ends. It is an interesting week for tight ends, and – you know, Greg Olson and is going to have the highest ownership along with Jimmy Graham. I like both of them, but again, you know, Jimmy Graham, you know, is uh, definitely someone I'm going to have uh, a decent amount of. The guy that I really promoted last week, Martellus Bennett, I'm, I'm off a little bit this week. I like Zach Miller. I think he is a great leverage play against Cam Meredith. If, if Zach Miller catches two touchdowns and gets 25 points and Meredith goes, you know, four for 60, um, you've leveraged a lot of the field. And I, I think that is a, you know, meanwhile, Miller's only going to have 5 to 8% ownership. Fleener's going to be pretty highly owned, but I'm not interested. Dwayne Allen in a shootout. I, I think Dwayne Allen at 3,100 is a very interesting guy. 
Uh, Jesse James is another interesting guy. But of the low-priced guys, my favorite is Charles Clay. Again, they're going to be playing up in pace. San Francisco's not very good. He's only 2,900. His bargain rating on DK is great. Um, and, you know, he'll have 5 to 8% ownership compared to some of the other guys. So what are your thoughts at tight end, Mahler? Oh, and I forgot Travis Kelsey, who I really, really like if you're paying up. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you on those I forgot, guys. I, I forgot my oh, number one tight end. Oh. Delaney Walker is my number one tight end. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, if you have the money to pay up 5500 Delaney Walker is in a great spot. Sorry, Mahler. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, I'm I'm right on board with Walker. I mean, they're playing Cleveland, who is uh, worst in the league against the tight end. I'm right there with you on Jimmy Graham. I think he those guys are 1A and 1B. Um, you know, like you said, we worry a little bit about the weather in Seattle, but 4900 for Jimmy Graham is, is, you know, criminally underpriced for what we know his ceiling can be. Um, but saying that, I'm uh, with you. I'm liking some of the lower price guys. Uh, totally agree with you with Dwayne Allen. Um, I think that he could be a sneaky play at low ownership. Um, same with Richard Rodgers. Uh, we both love Jared Cook going into the season, but he went down with an ankle injury, and it just seems like Aaron Rodgers is more comfortable with Richard Rodgers at the tight end spot. So 2900 if you're looking to save a few bucks, I like him. But uh, my sneaky play um, of the week is the guy that's filling in for Jordan Reed, and that's Vernon Davis. Um, you know, he's gotten some targets even with Reed in the lineup. So, you know, uh, I haven't looked at an update, but it looks like Reed is out with a concussion. And I think Vernon Davis could pick up some slack. Now, they're playing against a team that, uh, in the Eagles, that does well against the tight end. But, you know, just taking taking in a little, you know, doing a little more research, um, you know, the Eagles have played against teams that don't really have great tight ends. They played Detroit last, uh, Pittsburgh before that, who, you know, runs Jesse James out there, and then the Bears, um, you know, who had Zach Miller, uh, you know, who's decent, but, you know, he's not as athletic, per se, as uh, Vernon Davis. So, um, Vernon Davis is my top value play, and uh, Delaney Walker, Jimmy Graham is my 1A and 1B if you're paying up. What did you think of the Miller leverage play? Um, I I don't mind that at all. I think that's a, a great idea. Okay, so uh, who are we plugging in? Whew. Well, why don't we pl- why don't we plug in Davis? Okay, uh, for money right now, and that will leave us with seven thousand one hundred and fifty per each of those two wide receiver spots. So we've got money. Um, who are the the low price guys that we're most comfortable with for wide receiver? Mm-hmm. I think low price for me, I think you know, he's probably going to be high owned after last week, but I'm most comfortable probably with Meredith. If we're looking, you know, to get low ownership, you know, then I probably pivot off maybe to somebody like Chris Hogan or something like that. 
All right. So if we put in Meredith, and that leaves us 10,200 for one spot, so now we can put in a more expensive wide receiver. We can put in, and then we can look at the positions that we most want to upgrade. You know, um, so for me, you know, in this range, there's, you know, um, you know, in this range, we're talking about. Sorry, my wife just texted me, and she'll keep bothering <laughs> me until I reply. Um, in, in the in the in that next range, without going crazy, there's Terrell Pryor at 6100, Macklin at 6300, uh, Baldwin at 6500, Landry at 6800. Uh, Marvin Jones at 72 and Cooper at 75. Uh, what's your thoughts as far as those guys? I, out of those guys, I think taking a flyer on Terrell Pryor could be helpful because, like you said, he could play some quarterback. He ran tons of plays out of the Wildcat a few weeks ago. So it kind of goes back to what you talked about with Kaepernick, that you can get some points a lot of different ways from prior, not to mention the fact that he's getting a ton of targets and per the usual with the Browns, they probably should be playing from behind anyway. All right. So now looking at our lineup um, to me, Vernon Davis is the biggest wild card. Yeah. If we, if we take him out, plug in Miller and we'll, we'll talk up through a few different things if you want. And if you take him out and then you take Meredith out because you've got the issue with, um, you know, with Mer- if you take Meredith out, now you can put Jarvis Landry in, Doug Baldwin in, you could put Macklin in. Um, so you've upgraded your tight end. You still got, you know, you got that good leverage play that we were talking about. And you could pop in another really good wide receiver. So, the other thing to discuss is Jordan Howard, Carlos Hyde, and DeMarco Murray. Which guy, which guy, if any, would you take out for Le'Veon Bell? And do you think that's the way to go? Um, wow. I, I, like I said, I have Murray and Bell right there with each other at 1A and 1B. And because of ownership, like you stated a little bit ago, I would place Murray ahead of Bell. The only thing I would maybe try to do if the money was there was try to play them both, but I'm not sure how we, you know, if we could pull that off. Well, we could, we can definitely do it. The matter of which guy do you take out Howard or Hyde? I take out Howard personally. Um, All right. So if we take him out, if we it is if we take Howard out, and we have Bell, Hyde, and Demarco Murray, that leaves us fifty two hundred for wide receiver, and you know there's just nobody that I love there. You know we're just missing that that group that I like. Um, if we drop back down to Vernon Davis. That gets us back up to Baldwin-Macklin. 
So, um, but not quite to Jarvis because I really like Jarvis. Once you mentioned him, I think he's a guy that's going to get a lot of targets this week. So if we take Bell back out and we put Howard in, and we put Landry in, that means, and we take Davis out, it means we've got 3,900 for a tight end, which gets you Zach Miller, Kobe Fleener, um, so you can go like that. So essentially what we're looking at is, and this is maybe where, you know, you do one and I do the other and we don't finish the lineup, but if right. we go Osweiler, Howard, Hyde, Fuller, Landry, Pryor, Miller, Murray, and Texans on one lineup, that means that we go with Bell, and we take out and go to Davis. And then we drop Landry to Baldwin or Macklin. Who do you like better? Um, wow. Another coin flip. I would say... I think there's... Uh, there's well... Which reminds me, another guy that um, I'm going to have in lineups uh, lower priced is Chris Conley. I think that he um, he's interesting. But uh, if I'm picking between Baldwin and Macklin, the pros of Baldwin, you know, there's a lot of uh, info out there that road uh, road guys like Macklin actually are lesser owned and outscore. But I'm not worried about that with this lineup. Because we've, we're already pretty contrarian here. Um, right. Baldwin, being at home, there's going to be less wind in Seattle than there will be in Oakland. So that is one lineup that would work. Um, so that is – which do you well, like better? Did, do you, another coin flip. Another coin flip for me on that one. Why don't we just leave that one blank, and we'll see how we're feeling about it in the morning, and and go from there. You know, it's something. I'm, I'll look at the weather in the morning, and and you know, see if there's any information as far as more injuries to defenses and whatever. But yeah, I mean, that's another coin flip for me as well. Baldwin and Macklin is, you know, as I mentioned, well, when definitely with for fevers. for my, you know, I'll put in a lineup. You know, I'll probably go with the other lineup. You know, with okay. Howard in there, leaving Bell out, um, Landry, and then um, upgrading to probably Miller. Okay. And then what I'll do um, then is I'll leave this one the way it is for now, and then you know just kind of do some research in the morning and give you a shout. And, it sounds great. Finalize it finalize in the morning. Yeah, well, we've it's, got, it's your lineup. I mean, if you want to call me, you can. If you don't, no biggie. Um, all right, so that pretty much does it. Um, we got it into a nice, tight window of 40 minutes. Mauler, <laughs> always a pleasure. I look forward to doing this show with you every week. Um, and, you know, hopefully our lineups don't go... But instead, much like the three lineups that we've done already this year, we go...
And I will leave it with today. I think, you know, uh, in honor of my, uh, my few Colin Kaepernick lineups, I'm going to leave it with Let It Ride. Have a good one, Mauler. Thanks, Todd. Try, try.